We've all heard cash is king. In retirement, it's cash flow that leads the charge. Today, we'll dig into cash flow in retirement and offer some suggestions that could help you maintain your current lifestyle. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Hey, welcome into Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts, who is president and chief investment advisor with this firm, Roberts Wealth Management, a, and a great fiduciary all-star team of advisors working with you on your retirement and all the uh, essential components, building an income, of course, in your retirement, and also building in that cash flow that Paul just referenced, how critical it is because Paul, nobody wants to downgrade their lifestyle when they enter retirement. Uh, that, that's it. You know, in the, the age old, uh, you know, misconception of retirement, Dave, is that, you know, and, and we've talked about this in previous shows. That's that's a problem that retirees today have with uh, all the pre-tax uh, savings they did for retirement, 401ks and IRAs, because we all have this misconception all of our life that, uh, well, you know, you'll you'll need less income in retirement. Well, I mean, you, you may have the house paid for in the cars or something, right? But uh, hopefully, you know, if you're in that place, you have that done before retirement. So what are these major differences on spending that you're going to have when you reach retirement? Um, I, I, in my experience, um, and with our client base, you know, we shoot for the same goal that people have, have been living off of because you're not going to change your, your life standards. And Actually, we find the opposite. It's not that you spend less in retirement. You have more time on your hands, and you're probably going to end up spending more. You know? uh, yeah, um, absolutely you could. And not only that, but as you and well know, planning for three phases of retirement, you could be spending more in that latter phase, too, the, what they call the no-go years on health care costs. That's it. You know, they say that that, that mind-blowing statistic is that, 75% of the medical expenses um, acquired during your entire lifetime uh, will will come about in the last two months of life. So it says a lot, right? Yeah, it really it does. It costs us a lot to leave this world. It costs <laughs> us a lot to leave this world, Dave. <laughs> More than coming in, right? <laughs> More than coming in. That's right. <laughs> Man, I tell you, um, it, so a spending plan, some people don't like the term budget, but a spending plan yeah. is critical then. So we're looking at, first off, what what generally are we talking about with your income sources? Right. Well, you know, most all retirees uh, are obviously going to have Social Security benefits, right? So when, when we start cash flow projections or what we refer to as income planning in our office with our, our new and incoming clients. It all starts with Social Security, right? Um, let's make sure we get that right, right? Let's make sure we don't make any mistakes there. We optimize and get you the maximum benefit that you can and the maximum income security the rest of your life off your Social Security benefits. But we look at Social Security benefits, then we look at, at pension payments, uh, even though they're, they're few and far between today. Um, and then Basically, most retirees today, because the pensions are pretty much gone, it, it's all retirement account withdrawals or or investment income, right? You know what 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 can they what what can they generate from their their saving their retirement savings and their lifetime savings to live off of the rest of their life? And and today, you know, Dave, another one, throw another one in there. A, a lot of people, and we have several clients are, who are doing part time work, um, especially if they retire before age 65, before they get to Medicare, you know, they're doing part-time work to help them with, with health costs or, or insurance benefits, or, you know, create a little extra income, things of that nature. But there, there's a lot of retirees doing part-time work today too. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully by choice in, in most of the cases, I know certainly that is your goal. Well, then looking at expenses, um, what are we talking about? What What is that building of the spending plan like when factoring in expenses? Well, understanding your expenses is, is definitely equally important to understanding your income sources, right? Um, it's essential to have a, a clear understanding of what your regular expenses are, uh, meaning like your housing costs, health care expenses, transportation, food, et cetera, um, discretionary spending. But also we need to, to factor in occasional or unexpected expenses, uh, you know, medical emergencies, home repairs, um, car breakdowns, you know, trans. And then you know how this always goes, Dave. Unfortunately, uh, in my experience with my retirees, 
it, it's pretty stressful when un, unoccurred expen, unexpected expenses occur because uh you know like grandma always said they happen in threes mm. so it's like you you wake up that morning and, and and you're sweating because air conditions out in your house and but then all of a sudden you realize it's not that hot because the roof's leaking and, and it's dripping on you and then you after all that frustrating time getting up you go outside and crank your car and the transmission goes out right so right now all of a sudden you need a you need a new air condition a new roof and a new transmission <laughs> and uh, so you know these things happen and you have to you have to plan for them you got to have that rainy day money set aside prepare for them yeah I, you really do how much do you generally recommend then oh uh, you know we we always recommend um all of our clients just in a rainy day fund you know just savings and good thing is savings accounts are paying a little more in banks today but you know we've always had pushback on that from clients of i I don't want to keep money in the bank it's not earning anything yes but all of your dollars have a purpose and the pop the purpose of that money in your savings account is not to earn it's just to be there available for emergencies so we always recommend people have at least two to three months of expenses but today's retirees we we generally want them to keep at least twenty to fifty thousand dollars on hand um, because, like I said, when these when these unexpected expenses come up, they're usually not cheap ones. You know, they're they're right. usually pretty expensive. Yeah, certainly. We're looking at cash flow, building that into your retirement. It's part of that process, and to schedule and get in front of this team. And as we say all the time, this is a team of all star advisors. You don't get one. You got the whole team. Here's how you can schedule with Roberts Wealth Management, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. So in building in that cash flow, you know, with some of the standards, of course, Social Security is a stream. You've got uh, building in um, that dependable income, like a personal pension. And what are the other sources that people look at? Yeah, uh, you know, first off, like you said, Dave, you know, when, and with all of our prospective new clients coming in or joining the family but we're always going to start with income planning um i think one of the mistakes people make in retirement is they've been conditioned to think the way they did during the accumulation stage right Mm -hmm. which is all about the questions and their goals are all about how much risk and how much performance but we we say that's putting the wagon before the horse once you get to retirement because retirement you're not in the accumulation stage anymore you're in the distribution stage you, the whole ball game changes. You've got to, uh, you know, create a sustainable income stream the rest of your life. So we always start with income planning before we look at risk and performance. Right. You've got to secure your income. Get that Social Security. Get that pension. Let's create a private family pension, something that's dependable. But then, you, you know, there's there's other sources of investments um, and other investment strategies that can work help you with your cash flows. You you may have investments that generate regular income, like dividends, uh, interest. Uh, a lot of our clients today have rental properties, but diversifying your investments can really help manage that risk and provide a steady stream of income to, to support your cash flows. You know, so trying to have a a more than one stream of income is, is an ideal situation in retirement. How flexible do you need to be in, in your plan through this process and through your retirement? Now you see, there's the key, Dave, and that's that's the challenge of uh, holistic financial planning, is we have to create something that is sustainable, dependable, and predictable for our clients. You know, good streams of income. They know they they won't outlast. You know, they won't run out of money during their lifetime. But at the same time, you got to keep that that flexibility of being able to manage your cash flows. You, you know, you're, you're going to have unexpected changes in your financial situations. Uh, there, there'll be market fluctuations, health issues, um, changes in expenses, some of those unexpected expenses that we were referring to. So our objective is to create something that's predictable and secure and something you can depend on, but consider everything that could come about in the future and keep enough flexibility in that plan to overcome anything so we don't ever jeopardize your financial freedom. And then you have to factor in, we talked about the stages of retirement, but to factor in longevity, which you're planning, having to plan now longer than ever. That's it. Longevity and, you know, longevity is, is the big one for everyone. Um, you know, we're, we're living longer and longer. Um, it was what just 2020 that, um, 
all the life insurance, uh, life expectancy tables were changed and they, they added, uh, I think it don't quote me, but it was somewhere around four or five years to our life expectancies today. Uh, when you're a married couple, you've got a 50% chance that at least one of you will live into your nineties. And you know, that that's a long time to live in retirement. If someone retires at yeah. 60 and they live to 90, you got to think, you know, if they went to work at 20, and they retired at 60. Well, they worked for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And then if they live to 90, they're going to be retired for 30 more years. Yeah. You know, so you got to plan that longevity. No one wants to run out of money in retirement. No one wants to uh, be dependent on the government in their in their latter days of retirement. And I don't know anyone out there who wants to move in with the kids when they're 80 or 90 years old. So no. that's why income planning is the basis mm-hmm. of retirement planning, right? And you know, some of our listeners are sitting at home right now and they're going, did he just say move in with his kids? Hmm. My kids? No, Neither I party want to move in that. with my kids. <laughs> and here's your opportunity to make sure that never occurs. You know, you want to love your kids, but you want to love them from your own home and they want to love you from their own home. So what we do, first thing you do is you pick up the phone right now, you give us a call, you reach out to the all-star team of Robert's Wealth Management. And what we do is a full complimentary, no cost, no obligation, uh, one-on-one consultation with one of our advisors in the office. Now this, like I said, is a full-blown review of your entire financial situation. We're going to look at your cash flows, your income planning. We're going to see how your income planning is affected by inflation, by the by the passing of one spouse, by future higher taxation. We're going to bring all of these factors into consideration, and we're going to help you build a plan that not only sees you to, but all the way through retirement. So you never end up in and building, a, building an apartment behind the kid's garage, right? right? So pick up the phone today. Come sit out with our all-star advisors. Dave's <laughs> going to tell you how to get in touch with us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, that's motivation enough right there to make sure you don't have to do that. 800-891-8680, a comprehensive review and that limited opportunity at no cost, no obligation. Paul and the team open up that, their schedule every week on this show to make this available. 800-891-8680, and they're going to go through this in Income and the cash flow in your retirement, a spending plan and protective components, all of that. It's what makes it comprehensive. If you go forward, their goal is holistic retirement planning, working with you. 800-891-8680. Again, 800-891-8680. Behavioral finance is a field of study that examines how human psychology and behavior can affect financial decisions and outcomes. When it comes to retirement planning, behavioral finance can have a significant influence in several areas. Paul's going to take it. Now, we're both going to take a deep dive into this when we come right back. Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts, President, Chief Investment Advisor of Roberts Wealth Management, a firm that is packed with a fiduciary all-star team, team of all-star advisors. Now, they all have their own area of expertise, but they're all about retirement planning. And you got the whole team when you schedule with uh, with the team at Roberts Wealth Management. They understand, too, you know, what makes humans tick. And uh, that's why we're going to talk a little bit about uh, behavioral finance, understanding what makes us tick financially. And we're not just talking emotion here. We're going to explore several components of behavioral finance. Uh, Is this a a relatively new term, new as in we're talking more about this, Paul? Well, you know, um, this is not a a new. New wasn't a new term, Uh, but. It's 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 a it's a new terminology I, I would say in the public sector, mm-hmm. you know, um, banks, financial institutions, corporations. They have been studying our our behavioral finance, you know, for decades. Uh, they 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 know what makes us tick. They know what makes us move. They 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 alter their business in that way, right? That's that's the objective of business and capitalism is to understand the behavior of, of humans and and how to best uh, position your product or your service with them. But it, it is uh, becoming more and more of a, a mainstream conversation in the public, I think, today, uh, simply due to, you know, our large aging population. You know, we've, we've got almost a third of our entire population in the U.S. is now in the retirement stage, in the Social Security and pension stage. And so, you know, things, these things that have been ta- discussed in the background today are, are surfacing, and, and there's a lot more conversation about them. 
Yeah. And, I would say, Dave, I'm, well, I don't know what your take is on it. but I, uh, You know, I know, and we are going to get into emotion, but I know it's much more at play here, like your um, individual uh, biases, or would you say biases? But anyway, that's something probably that it comes up in that conversation with just about everybody you meet. They have their biases on uh, before yeah. they come into your office. That's it. Ed, well, you know, and, and then I don't know if you recall this from college but you know we all have what we call confirmation bias right Mm -hmm. Um, simply meaning we we're always looking with a bias to confirm what we believe or what our opinion is exactly and and that and that that's one that's a lot of times is is difficult um for us in the planning process with clients because they have ideologies or biases in their head that you know things they've been said told or things they believe during their lifetime and and that confirmation bias creates a situation where they they always want to you know confirm that 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 ideology or that bias is correct but sometimes it simply may not be so the one of the biggest challenges in retirement planning is 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 opening your mind and opening your mind to new ways of thought new strategies um, new ways of new perspectives towards your whole financial situation uh, you know behavioral finance helps us retirement planners a lot and individuals because it helps us understand the biases that will help that will uh impact the de- decision making process right yeah like i was saying com- uh confirmation bias or overconfidence uh loss aversion anchoring there's a lot of different biases and you know we have terminology for them today but they can lead to irrational investment decisions such as taking too much risk or or the opposite, maybe being over too cautiously and, and way too conservative in retirement. You know, retirement is a it's a it's a balancing act. You know, we're 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 walking the tightrope, and it's a matter of creating that balance to where you can walk that tightrope without falling off the sides. Yeah, it, it is, and it can be definitely tricky to find that right balance for you. And, and that's another thing, too. When you meet with clients, and a lot of it, I understand what you're saying about confirmation bias, but it's also in how things have been pre- presented to them and, and the perception that, that results from that. Correct, correct. And, and we have a lot of conditioning in our head. You know, we have to remember that financial institutions, uh, major corporations, banks, governments, they have they have all been conditioning us all of our life to think or believe in certain ways that you know work for them which may work for us but it may not work for us mm-hmm. and so that's why you know we have to try to recognize these biases but it's, it's all about framing and perception day right yeah um, yeah it is and and also too speaking of um framing and perception who are you talking to who it, because there's a such thing as then as herd behavior too and that's from your social influence yeah. herd behavior is the biggest danger in retirement uh planning and retirement investment decisions i would say dave you know today we have a word that is becoming mainstream that has been a, a word in our in our world or our, our arena you know for decades but now it's becoming a mainstream word and that's called fomo Right. Yeah. Right. FOMO is fear of missing out. Oh okay. yeah. Everyone has it. Oh look, you would have got rich if you'd have bought Amazon at this point. I, yeah, you would have, should have, could have, would have, should have. But right? you did. You know, you didn't. <laughs> right. That train's left the station. Uh-huh. You know, it, people are. Oh, oh, well, you know, what about gold? What about Bitcoin? What's how? I, you know, I I hear that everybody's doing this. Look, a good, good financial tip is when everybody else is doing it, you're too late. It's probably not a good idea. Yeah, true. Don't do what everyone else does. My grandfather, that's always helped me in business because my grandfather and my father put into my head a single statement all my life. If you want what everyone else has, do what everyone else does. But you may not want what they have, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, you may not want what they have. Or, you know, you may want more. Um, And that's the way I've always seen it all my life. You know, I'm very much an an abundance mentality person. I'm not a scarcity mentality person. And I've always taken that statement as motivation and encouragement. Well, maybe I want a little more. Maybe Mm -hmm. Maybe I want a little more freedom. Maybe I want a little more happiness. Maybe... I, I want what I want, right? So I'm not going to go do what you do because if I do what you do, I'm going to have what you have. And I may not want what you have. Mm-hmm. I may want something of my own, you know? So 
keep keeping that 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 independence mentality and not falling into herd behavior or FOMO is very vital and very important in financial planning and financial decision-making, I would say. We're looking at the components of behavioral finance as it relates to retirement planning with Paul Roberts. That's what they do at Roberts Wealth Management, 800-891-8680, retirement planning, that is, 800-891-8680 to schedule. And now let's bring in good old emotion. How do you help Take that out the best you can with who you work with. Well, let's let's be honest here because, you know, everyone says you got to take emotion out of financial decisions. No one ever removes motion 100%. Yeah, totally, right. right. Yeah, you're going to try to use reason and logic, but we're emotional beings. And so emotion is always going to play a role, you know. Behavioral finance says that uh, emotions play such a significant role in financial decision-making that it is – more than often the problem, right? Um, when it comes to retirement planning, fear, greed, anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. All of these things, they can they can lead to impulsive or irrational decisions. Um, that's one of our jobs here and our jobs as retirement planners and financial planners for our clients is, you know, as we were talking about earlier, trying to help people, coach people, and to open in their mind and their perspectives or, or their ideologies. But then a big one that is always ongoing with our client base is having to help coach them through emotional times because emotional emotional times come or people get emotional, scared, or you know they become irrational, and then they, they do what we call knee-jerk reactions, mm-hmm. right? You know, hey, yank me out of the market, or hey, hey, do this or do that, and right. boom, Hey! Well, wow! We made a we made a we made a mistake here. Can be this costly. is why we. That's right, and that's why we do planning. If you have a plan, and your plan tells you you know where you'll be next year, in five years, in ten years, in twenty years, you know you have your income sources, and and you know you won't outlive your money. You know have you have plans to offset taxes in the future and higher inflation and you know the rising cost of living. If you're planning for all of this, and you build a plan. And, you know, we've been doing this for, for a long time. We've seen all the mistakes. We've been through the financial crises. We've been through the dot-com bubbles. We've been through all types of ups and downs and market cycles and economic cycles. And that's why we tell today people today, you plan for the worst, you hope for the best, and you make sure that your plan compensates for everything. You put the plan down and you stick to it. And the first thing that people do is when they have fear or emotion override them, is they want to make a knee-jerk decision and change things, and then they mess, they might just messed up the plan, you know, um, exiting the market at the wrong time out of fear of losses. Well, n- now we have the big challenge of re-entering the market, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to try to time markets. You don't want to try to make – you don't want to have irrational decisions. You want to build a plan. You want to see it through. You want to see it out. If that plan is strong and you have confidence in it and you know where you'll be in the future, stick to it. That is the hardest thing for retirees to do today is stick to your guns, stick to your plan. Don't alter. Don't change course just because we're bringing fear and anxiety into the situation. But also on that note, Dave, you know, I know a lot of our listeners out there right now have a lot of fear and anxiety. And they're sitting there listening to me going, oh, yeah, sure, buddy. That sounds easy. Have no fear and anxiety. Have you looked in the world around you? Have you watched the news lately? I have yeah. a lot of reason for my concern and my fear and my anxiety. I say go but to I'm Andy gonna... Griffith. That's what I say. <laughs> right. That's right. Turn off the news. Quit watching it. It's not good for your health. But also what I'm going to tell you is if you are in your car at home or wherever you are and you're feeling that fear and that anxiety, then what I would go out on a limb here and say is you don't have a true holistic financial plan. Because if you have a complete financial plan for retirement, it should bring you the confidence in your plan, and it should avoid that fear and that anxiety. The joy of what us, all of the advisors of Robert's Wealth Management love so much, and why we wake up every day and passionately do what we do, is because we understand how much fear and concern and anxiety people are walking around with today, and there's nothing greater than when we alleviate people of those fears and those concerns. When they walk out of the planning process and they've got the strut, right, Dave, or their, their chest is poked out, they, you just see a big lot of weights lifted off mm-hmm. of them and you feel them, you see them feeling so much better. And that is, 
That's what drives us every day. It's what we love. So if you're sitting at home and you have those 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 negative emotions, you know what? Do something about it. Don't allow it. You don't have to allow it. Pick up the phone. Call the all-star team of Roberts Wealth Management today. Full-blown comprehensive review of your current situation. We know how to take all the pieces of retirement and put them all together so you have a beautiful picture in the end and you can live out your life with confidence. Give us a call today. Yeah, because that other behavior is procrastination. So best not to and get in front of this team, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. Retirement certainly can be a fulfilling and enjoyable phase of your life. Hopefully it should be. But it's important to be mindful of how you manage your money to make it last throughout your retirement years. So when we come back, Paul's going to highlight some ways retirees may inadvertently waste their money. Retire Right Radio Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins, our weekly get-together with the President and Chief Investment Advisor of Roberts Wealth Management. That is Paul Roberts. We've talked about uh, building cash flow into your retirement. We've talked about behavioral finance as it relates to retirement planning. Now we're going to look at how money could be getting away from you and ways to control that and things to consider in making sure that your money's not wasted in retirement. So I guess, Paul, a good one to start with is back to behavior <laughs> overspending <laughs> <laughs> well you know over overspending is a is a very common flaw in retirement you know um, retirees uh, they especially let's go back especially in the early years Dave right mm-hmm. the first years of retirement when there there's all this desire to enjoy the newfound leisure time and and pursue expensive hobbies or travel right next thing you know People are, you know, they, they come in my office and they say, hey, I, I need so much income to, to live my lifestyle. And we start reverse engineering back into their savings. All right, well, what do we have? Let's see how much income we can produce, how long we can last and things like that. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, yeah, you had a million dollars here two years ago. Yeah. 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 I know. Well, well but you've got 600, you know, 700,000 now. Well, we. We, you know, the wife's been wanting to remodel the house. We completely remodeled the house, and and we've always dreamed of retiring and and you know buying a Corvette. We bought a new Corvette. We retired the house. We we remodeled the house. We we went on some vacations. Now, I don't want to be the guy who is saying don't enjoy your retirement life, mm-hmm. right? But m- maybe sometimes people should talk a little bit more about a financial with a financial planner, and let's kind of create a plan. You know, hey, these are my goals, which is a part of our our process with new and incoming clients, right, is to coach them into retirement and say, all right, well, what are the things you dream of doing? What are are your goals? What are the things you've always wanted to do in retirement? We're going to bring that all into perspective in your income plan and help you plan it out because one of the worst things you can do when you move into retirement is just start blowing and going right away. And those, yeah. those first three years of retirement are the most crucial years. Okay? You know, the, what I liken it to is if, if my employer throughout my career had given me my entire year's salary on, on January 1st, <laughs> yeah. uh, I needed to get it in paychecks. I, it, I needed it to be that way. That's right. <laughs> you think you would have been hungry by October if you got paid in January? Probably April. March. Probably by March or April, right? (laughs) When I was younger, at least. (laughs) Exactly, and that's and that's a great point there, Dave. That most people, you know, have are used to living off of a structured pay, right? Right. You know, a paycheck every two weeks or or something of that nature. And then when they get to retirement, all of a sudden that structure is gone, Mm -hmm. right? And and when that structure is gone, it's easy to go in, overspend, you know, spend too much money on certain things. But also back to what I was I was referencing earlier. Those three years of retirement are crucial. We've got lots of studies, you know. Yes. So, you know, any of our listeners, when you when you come in to sit down with our advisors, ask them to show you some of the studies we've done. We've done over the last ten years lots of studies on if you had retired and the first three of your retirement, three years of your retirement were these years in the market. Were they the, the bull market rocking and we were making ten twenty percent a year? Right. Okay. Maybe you got away with your you know, spending that over, over, over spending there. But maybe you retire and the first three years of retirement are terrible years in market or economic cycles, right? Look at people moving into retirement right now. We're bull markets over, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're not 
in devastating times or anything yet, but we, we know we're in a recession. We know it's going to be difficult to make money for the next few years going forward and things. Well, if you moved there into retirement and started blowing and going in 2022 and your portfolio was down and you didn't have an income plan, mm -hmm. you might be one of those people walking in our office saying, well, when did you retire? Last year. Mm, 2022, congratulations. Yeah. Well, I've retired with a million dollars and now I have 700,000. Mm. Well, uh-oh. And looking at how to not waste money in retirement, and I know you could say healthcare costs, that's not really a waste, it's a necessity. However, there are some strategies wrapped around it. What comes under that umbrella of healthcare costs, and what are some proactive measures we can take? Well, healthcare costs are, are a significant expense of retirement, right? there, you, know, you can't ignore them, you can't underestimate them, and, and we see a lot of people who do that there. Yep, I'm ready to retire. I've got my Social Security. I got my pension. I got this and that. And all right, well, great. When are you retiring? Sixty. Okay. Mm. Well, you you don't get Medicare till sixty-five. So, what are we going to do for the next five years when you lose your your company group insurance plan? That's mm -hmm. you know real cost effective and works well. And when we look at healthcare costs today for retirees, I mean, we're we're talking fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month, right? For oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's quite the expense. Oh okay? yeah. That's you got a plan for that. And so if you're going to retire before Medicare age, then how are we going to get you there? Um, another great, great tool today is that, you know, we have health care savings plans. And so take advantage of those. Put away some money, you know, tax deductible that you can utilize tax free. And it's it's sitting there. And one thing that we do a lot of that a lot of people are unaware of is that HSA account. When you get to retirement pre-Medicare, you can use that HSA account, the savings in there, to pay out your uh, health insurance cost, your mm -hmm. health insurance premium on a monthly basis. And you can pay it out tax-free. Great tool that we have at, at, at our expose. Uh, today, but a lot of people are just not taking advantage of it when when we really feel they should. And you Put have money in have, that HSA before you get there. And if you have a high deductible plan, that's th right. That's the eligibility that's right. requirement, right? To have there a high go. deductible. Don't don't be don't get surprised by you know a several thousand dollar deductible. Well, let's put that money away in your HSA account. Yeah. Get some tax efficiency and a tax deduction, and then use it tax free to pay that deductible. Right? There's there's just a lot of strategies, a lot of ways to go about it and we can help and it will help the client will advise them we'll build a plan it's just you cannot ignore health care costs you got to make sure that you you bring that into the equation before you ever work walk down the path of retirement looking at how to not waste money in retirement with paul roberts of roberts wealth management teams ready to talk to you about building in a good solid plan that uh you don't have money leaking out well that's their goal like a sieve 800-891-8680 800-891-8680 to schedule with this team i want to make sure we get a few of these in like taxes and fees both really big ways that we could be wasting money. What can we do? And that is a, that is a very overlooked aspect, Dave, of retirement planning is is those taxes and those fees. You know, it's a, it's what we call the termites in in your retirement. That's plan, right. right. You know the eating uh, away. For yeah, <laughs> you, you you have no idea. You know the sheetrock looks so good on that wall. And you have no idea that them termites have just eaten away all the two by fours and all the framing of that. Well, they're just you can't there see them. Away, unseen, unheard. Yeah, you know, you don't know they're there until all of a sudden you've got a serious problem on your hands. And I believe the biggest termites in retirements today are fees. You know, people are are simply unaware, or uh, how do we how do we put it nicely? Um, untold <laughs> sometimes untold. <laughs> well i mean you know it's a fine, it's, a, or maybe for a polite word there dave and to be and to be fair it if you could know about it it may be in the fine print if you break out a very strong uh microscope that's right if you go read through all the prospectuses and everything in the world that oh my god are a nightmare to read for someone even in our industry much less your average person but you know fees fees are a big one most people are unaware of the, the the hidden and buried fees and expenses within their portfolios and their retirement savings uh, you know we 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 have a couple of sayings here and one of them is always it's not what you earn it's what you keep that mm -hmm. makes the most in retirement right and and that goes to to the old principle we learned from grandma right a, a penny saved is penny, a penny earned. earned well if we save you a dollar we made you a dollar mm -hmm. right 
and people's focus too much sometimes is too much because we've been conditioned on think about making money, making money, right? So we're focused on performance and risk. And what we find is most people don't realize there's so many termites in their retirement plan that are unseen, all of these fees and all of these commissions and all these un, uh, unknown expenses, and they're just, just slowly eating away at their portfolio. We have people come in every week, Dave, every single week, who say, well, no, I think I've got a really good fee with my broker. Well, well what's your fee? 1%. Uh, well, um, I know that's what they told you, that it's 1%, but I, I don't feel that's accurate. Why don't we do a portfolio analysis which we do through a third-party, non-biased group. Mm -hmm. We use Morningstar to do our portfolio analysis. That way it's not our opinion or it's not what we're saying. It's a third-party, non-biased group. They send us a report, and it shows what it untangles and, and shows what are all those buried and hidden fees inside of that portfolio that you're unaware of. Because people say, I'm paying 1% in fees, and my answer is, no, you're not. No one in our industry works for 1%. We don't work for 1%, and no one else is going to work for 1%. That's just not enough meat on the bone mm -hmm. for us to run our businesses, okay? What they, they tell them is you have a 1% fee. That's true. That's the management fee. But they don't tell them about all the buried and hidden mutual fund expenses and fees inside of the plan and all the kickbacks that they're, that the company or the advisor is getting on the back end there. Once we do this analysis, what people find, they're, they're shot. They say, I'm paying 1%. Generally... This analysis pulls up from most, you know, big box brokerage firms. It comes up to somewhere between 1.8 and 2.8 is what their actual fees and their costs that they're, they're, they're occurring in their portfolio actually are. So if you're one of those people out there, you know, and you're listening right now and you're saying, oh, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, you know, my, advisor, my broker always told me I've got a 1% fee. I, I would challenge that. I would I would definitely ask you if that is true do you have enough confidence in that statement to get a second opinion because you know it's probably worth looking into uh give us a call come sit down with one of our advisors do a one-on-one -on -one consultation like we said fully comprehensive review of your current but we're going to start off with that portfolio analysis because that's where we start first how do we keep a dollar it's more important we keep every dollar before we worry about trying to make a dollar right so we're going to sit down. We'll do that analysis with you. It'll bring to the surface what are the true fees and costs of your portfolio. And I, I, I'm going to say to our listeners out there, and anybody who disagrees with that, come in and get a second opinion, get a portfolio analysis. I think you'll be very surprised by what your true cost of your portfolio are. And that's the principle of financial planning, right? It's when you get to retirement, it's not what you earn. It's what you keep the most. How do we reduce your taxation? How do we reduce your fees? How do we keep more dollars in your pocket? Remember, we are in the distribution stage of life at this point. We worked all our life. We saved our money. Now we have to distribute that money back out to ourselves and make sure it lasts our whole life. Let's make sure that we eliminate any waste that could be in the situation. One of the biggest components of true retirement planning is efficiency, tax efficiency, cost efficiency. Let's make sure that you're efficient. Let's make sure you're keeping every dollar that you can. Pick up phone, call us today. No cost, no obligation. Just come sit down with one of our all-star advisors. Let's have a conversation. We have a nice warm cup of coffee, see if we're a good fit to work together, and we'll do that portfolio analysis for you, and you can get a true measurement of what your costs are from a non-biased third-party group. It's 800-891-8680 to schedule 800-891-8680. Coming up, we'll close it out with questions from listeners. Right Radio and moving into Q&A with Paul Roberts, President, Chief Investment Advisor at Roberts Wealth Management. A great conversation, as always, much to consider on the show today. Paul has gone over from not wasting money in retirement, uh, from discovering fees you may not be aware of, being aware of behavioral finance in retirement, and building in that cash flow. Now it's time for Paul to answer listener questions, and we'll start with this one from Woodlands, Texas. Do loan repayments count towards contribution amounts in 401k calculations? Well, that's a that's a great question. I thought you know, 
we've been doing this for years, Dave, and we've seen thousands of questions from listeners, and that's one I think I've never seen. Really? That's, Even that's in your coaching program platform? Yeah. yeah I've okay. never, well, on, on the shows, I've never seen, you know, On the shows, yeah, you've yeah, probably we, gotten them yeah, from we've seminars. Had, we've had that discussion with people personally, right? So they're you know, talking but, about uh, what their, their so 401k see. loan. Yeah. So in other words, they're saying the they took a loan from their 401k mm-hmm. and they're, you know, with your 401k, you have contri- contribution limits. You can only contribute, contribute so much each year to that employee-sponsored plan. And they're saying, if we took a loan out of the 401k and we're paying that money back, repayment on the loan, is that count towards contribution amounts? Mm-hmm. And that, the simple answer is no, but I'm going to elaborate on that. Okay. Right. <laughs> Imagine that, Dave. <laughs> Imagine me elaborating on something, right? And I would say I can't so, blame them for trying on that with that question. Right. Yeah. And so the, the answer is is no, it doesn't count towards your contribution amount. So that's good. You can still be, continue to make your contributions and repay the loan. Okay. Um, this is, there's another aspect here. And the reason I want to touch on this, expound on this is because, uh, you know, a lot of people had, had a hard time with inflation. Uh, a lot of people had a hard time through the pandemic. A lot of people are having a hard time with inflation and, and other things um, in the last few years. And there's been a, an excessive amount of 401k loans taken in the last three years. Oh, yeah. A, a lot more than usual. Okay. Yeah. Excessive amount. So just some food for thought for our listeners is the good thing about pay, taking a 401k loan is what we refer to, and it's one of our strategies that we utilize, not just with 401ks, but other types of investment strategies, but what we call banking on yourself, right? Instead of borrowing money from the bank and paying them a high interest rate, borrow it from yourself. Pay yourself the interest rate, right? Pay yourself. Bank with your bank on yourself. Uh-huh. So that's, that's the good aspect of 401k uh lending and you know taking out loans is that hey cool you're, you're not wasting money on interest to a bank or someone else uh, you're, you're paying yourself that interest however i'm gonna say this because there have been excessive loan amounts being taken the last three years and i don't want to say that uh, bank on yourself and that sound like a good idea to someone oh well cool you know what i'm gonna go out and get that car i've been one hey whoa 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 <laughs> this is this is for this is for people, you know, I don't think it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not an anti-debt person. I, I personally enjoy debt and leverage. I utilize it a lot, but it's because I manage my debt very well. Right. I never have bad debt or what we call toxic debt. Oh, yeah. I believe in good debt or good leveraging, you know, utilizing that money to help you. Um, so just be careful, ladies and gentlemen, because what we see so much is that people take a loan from their 401k with the best intentions and the best intentions to pay it back, but they don't. And right now with inflation and inflation's not going away and it's going to, you know, it's going to continue and the rising cost of, of living uh, and cost of goods is going to continue. So be careful taking a loan or something that nature right now and taking on more debt saying, oh, well, I'm going to pay it back over the next few years because you may not be able to. Because a rising cost of living may be affecting you. So just, you know, I, I just want to put that, that caution out there to any of our listeners. Think about it thoroughly before you take a 401k loan. It's a great idea to bank on yourself, but it could get you in trouble going forward. So just think about it very thoroughly before you do it. And thanks for the question from Woodlands, Texas. Yeah. Uh, Daphne, Alabama. My wife's father passed, and she was left quite a bit of stock. Now, all the stock is in a single company that is a standard bearer. We don't need to access the funds, and we plan to leave the principal to grow. Is there a better way to grow the money right now as opposed to leaving it all in stock? Ooh, you know, that's uh, first they're, they're asking here for advice, right? Is there a better way to grow the money? I'm, I'm going to address that first. Uh, I, I can't give advice um, generically this this nature we're, we're a fiduciary firm and we we have a you know obligation to always do it's in your best interest and, and that's what we always want to do so i don't have enough uh individualized information here to recommend that but what i'm going to point out is a few things here um, number one if you inherited the stock make sure that at the time of death you you marked the um step up cost basis so in other words, when you inherit stock, 
and you have significant capital gains there. And a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to sell my, my stock I inherited because I have too much capital gains. My dad bought that 30 years ago. Yeah, but at the time of death, you get what we call a step-up cost basis. So it's not a matter of what was the cost basis when he bought it 30 years ago. That's That baked cost basis is renewed at the time of death to whatever the value of the stock was on that day. Mm-hmm. And too many people don't value their stock or get their step-up cost basis done. So do that. So don't let taxes get in the way of, of your decision making or make you hold on to this because taxes aren't a problem with the step up cost basis. The second thing I would say is it's all in a single company. Um, to me, that that's really scary today and, and where we are and what we're doing. I don't know enough about the company. You know, they don't tell me about the company, but I don't like the idea of all of my eggs in one basket. Right. I don't like the idea of um, risk. Uh, risk versus reward of one single company. So I, I would encourage you, I would say you need to come sit down with one of our all-star advisors. Let's first assess the taxable gains of the situation. Let's assess the company that they're holding. And then even if you want to hold some of that, that company and, you know, uh, leave the principal to grow, then we could do that. But I, I would suggest that we, we diversify a little bit or, or look into, you know, selling some of it and, and possibly put some more money into some other investment avenues, maybe even some other asset classes. Well, you can schedule to come in and talk about this with them and the team at Roberts Wealth Management, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. From Foley, Alabama, retiring in about a month at the age of 62, I have a small pension, and that's after 22 years of employment that they moved us all into a portable pension. Now, I was grandfathered into the original pension plan, so in addition to that pension, I was offered a lump sum of which I could roll into an IRA or I could get monthly installments for life. So what's my play here, lump sum or monthly installments? Lump sum, all day, every day. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so, more control? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't, that's why I, said. I answered that very quickly, right, because that is just our attitude today. You know, 10 years ago, we used to look at pensions differently, um, and we would consider which one is best, which one's optimal. Is it better to take the lump sum or the monthly installments? Which one creates more cash flow and more income security in life? However, today, we know that we are in a low interest rate environment for almost 10 years. We know that pensions are having a very hard time sustaining themselves and holding up because they simply have been a too low of an interest rate environment for too many years, and they haven't been able to produce the yields that they need to be able to sustain themselves. And so pensions are in danger today, number one. Number two, we say, hey, if you can get a lump sum, as long as you can take that lump sum and you can generate enough is equal or around the same amount of income, for yourself as their monthly installments would be, then do that. Because the pension, what's going to happen is the the pension company simply, when they make you those monthly installments, all they do is is they buy an annuity, right? And that annuity guarantees so much uh, income over your lifetime. However, what people don't know is your name is not the beneficiary on on that annuity and your family is not the beneficiary on that annuity. So what happens a lot of times is people take their monthly installments on their pension lump sum and they don't realize, you know, hey, I got to live a really long to, time to get my money back out of this pension. What happens if you pass away a few years into retirement? Those proceeds are not paid out to your family. Okay, those post- proceeds are lost. They're wow. donated back to the company. And you didn't work your whole life to give that money back to the company. I think everyone out there would want that money to stay in their family. So that's why you take the lump sum. You get it out. And then you can name your own beneficiaries. You can make sure that money stays in your family as a legacy or an inheritance play. Um, and But the last thing I want to tell people uh, about a lump sum is big mistake I see a lot of people do. They take that lump sum. They put it all in the market at too much risk. Look, that pension is your income security. If you're going to take a lump sum out of it, I highly suggest you take that lump sum. You're going to have to roll it into a traditional IRA. But then what type of investments would you use? I highly suggest you use something secure and dependable that creates a stream of income rather than taking risk with it, right? Go put it in an annuity or a CD or something of that nature that's going to kick off a certain amount of yield and is going to produce the income you need. Don't forget the purpose of that pension was income security. Don't take that money out and go, go gambling with it and taking risk. 
uh, may take risk. And then what are you going to do if you if your risk eliminates the income security you had the rest of your life, right? Well, and, and it's always smart before you make any kind of move like that, especially one that could be a permanent, like, well, you got to decide now to ask someone, ask the team, or to talk about the whole the whole picture, get the whole picture of what your retirement could look like. So here's that final on this week's show, limited opportunity to schedule. That's right. And Dave made a great point. You know, a lot of people we see today who are trying to deal with these lump sum pension decisions, it's because their company throws it on them and they say, hey, you got to make a make a decision within 30 or 60 days. Be careful, cautious. I warn, don't go making those decisions on your own. You don't have to do it alone. You've got amazing all-star team, Roberts Wealth Management, who helps people create income plans and pensions and lump sums and everything. We've been doing it for years. We can help you and guide you to doing it right. So as we end the show, it's been fun. I enjoyed it. But as always, we have 15 open slots in each one of our offices in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida for all of the listeners to our show. We know that sometimes our listeners have direct concerns or they may be in a situation like this. I've got to make a decision on my pension. If time is of the essence and you need to make a decision quickly, we reserve those spots for you. Pick up the phone, call the all-star team of Roberts Wealth Management today for your full-blown comprehensive review of your current financial situation. There is no cost. There's no obligation. We're going to have a warm cup of coffee, a good conversation, see if we're a fit to work with each other, see if we can bring value to your life and eliminate some of these fears, concerns, or anxieties you may have. Don't go it alone. You don't have to go it alone. You don't have to be pressured into decisions. Take a breath. Take some time. Pick up the phone. Call our team. We've got your back. We'll help see you not only to, but all the way through retirement. Here's how you schedule 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680 to sit down and talk about you with a team that this is what they do. And they've helped so many uh, in getting to retirement. They can take a look at what you are are bringing to the table and give you a look at what your retirement could be. 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. You know we're back next week, same time, and hope you're with us with Paul Roberts and Retire Right Radio. 